It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 708 on a Saturday morning, still 26 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. Our number is 404-872-0750. we got a quick traffic update from Jay, Jay Gazaway. Hey, Jay, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Jay, of course, with the Gazaway name, you know he might be kin to lovely Mickey Gazaway in the dead stand. So Jay's uh, a firefighter, right, Jay? Yes, sir. How's the, uh, how are the roads looking right now? Actually, I'm driving from Austell uh, into Douglasville right now on 78, and I've seen just a, just a little bit of... Yeah. Uh, slick spots, but for the most part, it's bone dry. Yeah. People just stay home for another couple of hours, let this wind blow, it'll be gone. Yeah. This side of town, that's anyway. That's exactly right. Is, how's the wind looking right now, Jay? It's nasty. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's, it's, it's awful. Uh, really, the only issues we had uh, emergency wise this morning are just power outages from trees and limbs falling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking behind the studio right now and seeing the crepe myrtles and the big trees back there go whoo, 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 like that. So that's certainly more likely to be the danger this morning is falling trees and uh, things of that nature and power outages as a result rather than actual road conditions, although we got to be careful about the black ice and all. Absolutely. Um, and if, like I said, if people just wait till they can see, yeah, uh, let the sun come up, let the wind blow. It'll be fine. Uh, it's just going to be cold, though. Jay, like your mom and dad, you're a great American. I do appreciate the call. Yes, sir. One more thing, Walter. Yeah, sure. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know he's kidding to Mickey Gasaway. You All know right, he's you. kidding to Mickey Gasaway. 404. Oh, man, we got to stop this Roll Tide stuff. Melvin is out in Austell, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Melvin. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well. How can I help, my friend? I was calling to check on my fruit trees to see if I can see if I can prune my trees. Yeah, the yeah, low, yeah. the lower limbs that that I, I can't walk up on them. You know, I was talking to my mother this past Wednesday, and I said, "Mama, it was it was pretty warm on Wednesday." And I said, "Mama, it's not the time to prune the grapevines yet, is it?" She said, "No." And I said, because Daddy would always choose the most miserable, nasty, rainy, sleety day in the world in January to prune the grapevines. And Melvin, sad to say, today might be that day for you if you want to go my father's example. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you you have a, a long window of time we can do it in, Melvin, between now and oh, the 1st of March, even middle of February. It'd be nice to have it all done by the middle of February. So okay. let me just repeat the rule of thumb on pruning any fruit tree is to maximize the number of leaves, those little solar collectors pointing towards the sun. If you have interior limbs that are that are shaded out, they're not going to make any fruit. There's no sense in keeping them. Cut them off. So here's here's my one, two, three step method of pruning peach and pear trees. And I'm assuming yours are mature. Is that right, Melvin? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, one, two, three. Here we go. Number one, easy, easy answer here. Anything that's dead, take it off. We know that already. That's number one. Number two. Anything that is shaded inside the tree, and by that I mean, Melvin, you'll see a bunch of what I call little water sprouts. Little, they can be yeah. a foot or two it, feet long. They just they, go. They look they little limbs that yeah, yeah, they yeah, grow yeah. up on on, yeah. on the on the stem, right? Take them off. Not going to do anything for you. Take them off. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's number two. Number three, look for limbs that cross through the middle because the majority of that limb is going to be shaded, much as I've already described. And when it gets out to the other side of the tree, it's going to be weaker than the limbs nearby. And it just doesn't, doesn't do any good for anybody. Just cross what the about, limbs, gone. So what about them long, tall ones? You know, one that when they... One that is shooting straight up. You know, as long as they're up in the air pointing towards the sunshine, and as long as you have a ladder or something that you can harvest the fruit, I don't have much problem with leaving those alone. Although some would say if you top them a little bit, it'll make a more dense cover of leaves. Uh, maybe, maybe. So uh, don't obsess about the ones that shoot straight up. As long as they're hit by sunshine, that is a good thing for the tree. Okay. I got a quick one. I got a, plant, a, a plum tree in my front yard I yep. need to put in the ground. Can I go ahead and put that in the ground? Today would be a great... Tomorrow, baby. Okay, tomorrow, Melvin. Tomorrow tomorrow will be a good day. Do I need nice. to put in the fertilizer or anything in there? No, Just, no. The biggest thing you need to do is make sure the hole or the area that you're going to plant it in is loosened thoroughly. Take your shovel, stick it in the ground, flip the ground over, 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 flipping the ground over, make a area, I don't know, six, eight feet in diameter, Melvin, and then plant the plum in the middle. Try to spread I moved two I moved two blueberries. They weren't doing nothing. I had them three years and they didn't get high in my knee and I put them out in direct (laughs) sun. That's a good time. If they're not doing much and they haven't done anything for three years, it is time to move them. They definitely that's what I've done. I've done that the other day. Yep. Good for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Walter, and you have a good year. Great talking to you, Melvin. Thanks for uh, calling. I'll keep talking to you this summer because I'll call you about my tomatoes and stuff. I'll call <laughs> you again. I look forward to it. We'll see you. Uh, bye-bye. John's out in Villa Rica and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, Walter. How you doing? Thanks. All right. Uh, What's up, John? Yeah. Uh, uh, love your show, Walter. Love it. Uh, yeah, I was in Villa Rica. Now I'm on almost to Dublin. It was snowing a few minutes ago down here, but it's yeah. roads, roads are great. Right, but good. I was uh, uh, I drive uh, I drive for a living, and I hear a lot of commercials about uh, the Roundup product. I'm assuming these are lawyers trying to uh, <laughs> say about suing for uh, for Roundup uh, yeah. about the product glyphosate. Anything right. to that? Again, talking to my mother on Wednesdays when I go to see her, we watch TV, watch WSB News during the noon hour, and every commercial during that hour is lawyers, all of them saying, if you've been hurt, if you've had asbestos, if you've been exposed to this, that, and the other, then call me now. We're going to make a million dollars for you. Right. So you're right to be suspicious, John. On the other hand, you're right to be suspicious, and I mean that in two different ways. Uh Glyphosate itself has been the subject of nine zillion research reports. And the glyphosate chemical itself, the stuff that's the active ingredient in Roundup, has not been, on the whole, found to have any cancer, tumor, genetic, you name all the various things that could be bad for it, has not been by science shown to have any of that. On the other hand, Anybody in this world can say anything they want to about anything, it seems. And so you'll get people on the radio and on newspapers and magazines talking about Roundup is this, Roundup is that. Unless they're scientists and unless they can show me the research that proves the point that they're saying, you discount it. I discount it completely. So science says that the active ingredient in Roundup, which is called glyphosate, does not show any chance or any, any uh, right now possibility of causing cancer and tumors and things like that. That does not mean it might in the future. 
I mean, research is research. Science is science. Science can change. But right now, it does not show any problem. The main thing that I think worried people oh, 10 years ago, maybe, was that Roundup many times is mixed with other ingredients called inert ingredients that help it to spread across leaves to make it more effective on plants. And I think some of the inert ingredients that were used initially in the product Roundup were harmful to people and frogs and, you know, other things in the, in the environment. So mm -hmm. personally, I have no problem using the Roundup products and some of the Roundup um, analogs. There, there are other brand names now, Killzall and two or three more, that use right. the product glyphosate inside. They have inert ingredients with them. But that does not even mean, John, that I want to say you have to use Roundup ever. There's all kind of alternatives to using Roundup, and some of them are natural herbicides, natural meaning um, herbicidal oils, herbicidal soaps, herbicidal um, products that are more natural-based than the chemical in Roundup. So you can use those if you want to. I'm not saying I'm not a preacher for Roundup. I'm just trying to sort of summarize the science about that particular product. I use it, but I also use natural products, too, sometimes. Well, that's what it sounded like to me. They were going to get the product around up because when they were saying glyphosate, they wasn't pronouncing the word glyphosate right. You know, yeah, to me. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I do have questions about that, John. You are really, really smart to be noticing that part about. You know, they may not be the smartest lawyer scientists in the book. But again, you don't have to use Roundup in all situations. There are natural alternatives, and there's the alternative of not even using herbicides, period, and letting the green things. Nature is a wonderful thing. Most things that nature grows are green. And in your lawn, weeds are green and grass is green. If you mow them nice and keep it edged, it'll look really nice, and you don't ever have to use a weed killer, period. Hey, yeah, you're right about that. All right. John, I got to right, go. I see it's 718, so I got to get out of here. But I do appreciate the call. It's a great question, John. Thank you very much. We'll see you, man. 718 on a Saturday morning. You'll be right back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Old man winter put his thumb on Atlanta today, and as a result, we're in for a cold one today. Partly cloudy skies, windy. Yeah, man, windy all day. Slim chance of precipitation. Afternoon highs in the upper 30s and overnight being clearer skies and lows dropping down into the low 20s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes. Tomorrow, you can pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution and get $309 and coupon savings. We counted them up, 309. That's all there is. Tony joins us from Atlanta. Tony, what do you have to say about the DOT this time? I left Atlanta about 10:15 last night. Yeah. Went to Knoxville, took a load of mail, uh, dropped the trailer and hooked the trailer and came back to Atlanta. Tennessee and Georgia DOT has done a great job on 75. That's a darn truth. They have their act together this year. And I am so proud of the DOT, the employees, and the people who don't get thanked enough. And that's the guys who run those trucks and scrapers and brine trucks and everything else out there. If you see one, if you pull up to a McDonald's having a little breakfast or something like that, for goodness sakes, go by and tell them you appreciate that hard work. Because those guys have been working, and women too, have been working all yesterday and all last night to keep our roads safe. And we really appreciate that, Tony. Well, I appreciate it too. It's just... Uh they just have to watch the bridges and the slick spots and just take it easy. But 
they've done a great job. I agree with you. Tony, this would be one of those times when, uh, you know, if you see one of those workers with a truck parked outside, again, out of a fast food joint taking breakfast or lunch break, wouldn't be a bad idea to go up to the cash register and say, you know, if or you see, maybe you see one in line, go up to the cash register and say, pay for the breakfast of those people over there. I'll take care of it for them because they really do deserve our appreciation. Thanks for calling, Tony. Appreciate it. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. In the next couple of couple of minutes, and actually after the news, we'll have Carrie in Oxford wants to know what to do about a five-foot-tall avocado tree. Tim in Kennesaw wants to know about how to apply a pre-emergent to zoysia. And I want to remind you that if you want to go to France and Italy with me in May, you best make your decision and pull the trigger now. We've got two count them two rooms left we got 31 i think it's 31 people now going so if you're thinking about going on vacation with me to france to italy enjoying wine cheese art gardens ooh, it's going to be fun and it's going to be warm go to my website walterreeves.com type in france and italy you'll see the details about our trip it's 727 and one half we'll be back to more lawn and garden right after news Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 7.36 on a Saturday morning, 26 degrees still outside and windy. Trees whipping around right now. Dave Baker says he came in from Conyers and it was just brutal out there. The wind just blowing back and forth on the highway. Keep your hands on the driving wheel. And don't be texting anybody. Leave the phone in your pocket, as a caller earlier this day said. Well, let's give somebody some happiness this morning. Ashley Frasca and I are thinking about, actually, Ashley Frasca, you're going to need to read the prize pack because I didn't get it until late last night. I was at the hotel. I didn't get to print it out. And so Ashley Frasca is going to tell us what the prize pack is going to be. And I'm going to think of a number between two and seven. Ooh, this is very unnatural. I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give away a family four pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Arena and four pack of tickets to the Atlanta Camping and RV Show. That's at the Atlanta Expo Center, January 29th through the 31st. Caller number... Well, it could be mean. I know you got a lot on your mind this morning. I could say caller number seven, but I'm going to say caller number three. Thank you for making it easy. 2404-7410750. 404-7410750. The contest line, third caller gets the prize. We go to the phones with Carrie out in Oxford, Georgia. Hey, Carrie. Good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Well, I have, my grandson planted an avocado seed, mm-hmm. and it's grown five feet. But my husband put it out in the outside and kind of burnt it. Yeah. So we took all the leaves off it. Being so cold, I said, you can't be out there right now. It's in a pot. What can I is it? The leaves coming back. What can I do with it? So where is it now? Is it in the pot in it's the garage? It's inside. It's still in the pot. It's in the pot, but it's inside, mm-hmm. and there are no leaves on it now. And when did you bring it in? How how long ago was it brought in? Um, uh, last two weeks. 
Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Who told your husband anyway he could plant that thing outside? Your guess is good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> the smartest decision he ever made was to marry you. After that, it all went downhill. <laughs> I must have. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not going to ask what your best decision was, Carrie. That's another discussion another day. Um, all right. Bottom line, I am not sure it's going to survive. Because it's just a couple of weeks ago that it was brought inside. We had plenty of cold weather back in some parts of December, even though I know it was warm in most of December. But there was some cold weather below freezing. And I fear that some of the buds that would produce new leaves normally may have gotten frozen off of it. So at this point, I mean, Carrie, all you can do is just watch and wait. Keep your fingers crossed and we'll see. Don't need to fertilize it. You don't need to do anything but keep it so the soil is not soggy but doesn't get really dried out. And mm-hmm. come April when the nighttime temperatures are 45, maybe 50 degrees and above, we can take it outside and put it in a sort of a bright shade location, someplace like under a dogwood tree, under a cherry tree or something where it gets bright shade, and leave it there for a month and see what happens. Call me back in June or July and let me know. I'd love to know what happened to the avocado. Yeah, because I was going to plant it because we had just moved and I was yeah. going to plant it. Not outside. No, you're not going to plant it outside, Carrie. It is not going to survive winters in Atlanta, ever. Okay. That's what I wondered. Yeah. Now, five feet well, tall, it may not be such the greatest uh, home companion for you because it's if it starts getting big and spreads out any, it's going to take up more room than it's worth. And so, I mean, if you want a blunt answer here, Carrie, uh, avocado trees make very excellent compost. Okay. <laughs> so well, there you go. Wait and see. We'll find out. It doesn't have any leaves on it right now. You got nothing I'll put to it out leaves. in April and see what happens. We'll see. Let me know in June or July. Okay. All Thank right. you. Thanks for calling, Carrie. Bye. Lawn and Garden number is 404-872-0750. If you've got a lawn and garden question about your lawn, your trees, your shrubs, your flowers, your paper white narcissus, your amaryllis, your poinsettia, don't be afraid to call. Ashley Frasca is doing such a great job answering calls. She's giving people answers off the air. Even though passing on some questions to me, the harder ones she passes on to me. Scott Maxim may answer the phone as well. And we're nice people. It's just talking on the phone to friends. 404-872-0750. And don't depend on other people to ask the question you're wondering about right now. You call. Tim is in Kennesaw. Dialed those numbers a few minutes ago, and he's on the air with us right now. Hey, Tim. Hey, good morning, Walter. How are you? Hey, I'm all right, Tim. What's up? Hey, uh, well, one, I was out driving this morning. I had to run down to Kennestone to see how the roads were clear going that way. And, yeah. And they were clear as a bell, but, boy, that wind is rough. Ooh, Dave Baker said it blew his hair back. He opened the windows and just blew the wind right through from one side of the car to the other. It about blew my toupee off. <laughs> Dave, I think, has a little less hair right now. Might have blown some of his natural hair off right now. <laughs> so what do you want to know hey, about your lawn, Tim? Hey, Walter, I can grow about anything. I've got three acres of walking gardens here in Kennesaw, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just flower gardens. Yeah. Grass is the bane of my existence. I've, I've gotten to where I've got a lot of shade uh, now is is hindering me, and I'm... I've, don't want to build more paths, but uh, I missed my first uh, application of pre-emergent this fall. When should I go for my spring application? Mm, first week of March. 
first week of March. Yeah, and you know, if it's getting shadier and shadier, Tim, it is. you need to rethink about having lawns in the shady places. I mean, I know you don't want to build more paths back there, and you may just decide, I want to make it a mulched area. I want to make it natural area that I don't have to do much care for. But the gazoysia is simply not going to do well in a shaded place. The pre-emergent will help to control weeds, and then you'll have just bare spots that more weeds can come into in the middle of the summertime. So think about how you can, you know, landscape a little bit to introduce both less care, less lawn, and more happiness. <laughs> That's what I want you to have in the landscape. Three acres is a lot of lawn to make happy. A lot of landscape well, it's not to make lawn. Happy. I thought it's it's about seventy percent. Paths and, yeah, and all right, good. And flowers now. Good, 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 good. That was smart. I just like some grass. I gotta have that, that bit of green. Then you gotta have some sun. Either prune the trees to give you more sunshine, or what chainsaw else? the trees. Or chainsaw the trees. Yeah, um, I don't have many more suggestions than that, Tim. Okay. Grass requires sun. You can't grow it very well in shade. Don't even think about it. All right. All right. You're good. I, I knew. I, I think I knew that. I, knew, <laughs> I think you did too. You sounded like you knew that, Tim, before you even called me. But thanks for calling it anyway. Hey, real quick, quick question. I heard you say something about paper whites. My yeah. wife had some. She had, you know, ordered those little things, and now they're done here yeah. in the house. Can I just stick them out in the? Uh, ground uh, today or tomorrow? Nah, if they've been in the house, they're going to be so tender they'll freeze tomorrow. They'll freeze overnight. Um, okay. If you can keep them in a sunny window, if they have any green leaves, even though they're floppy and ugly and all that, uh, yeah. keep them inside until time to plant in mid-April and put them outside and see what happens. Some years they'll come back and they'll bloom for you, usually around uh, last week of April, I guess. And some years they get frozen or they get wet and don't do so well at all, but you haven't lost yeah. anything. Go ahead and plant them yeah. if you want to in the warm part. Gotcha. Amaryllis, same thing? Or they same harder? thing. Same thing. Okay. All righty. Thank you, Walter. Uh, Tim's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Have a, have a good day. It's 44 minutes past the hour. Michael is down in Forest Park in Clayton County, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Michael, hey, man. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm fine, Michael. How can I help? Uh, well, I'm a truck driver, and I come. I live in South Georgia, and I come up here all the time delivering watermelons. Huh. And uh, I listen to your show all the time, but I do have a quick question for you. We've I been, want wait, 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 Michael. I want to know who it is that drops all those watermelons in Cordell. Man, gotta, that's all them redneck farmers down there. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Cordell, and there's a watermelon every every hundred yards on the side of the highway down there. <laughs> Well, I work for a watermelon company out of Adel, Georgia. We yeah. pro- we supply all the watermelons for Publix. Okay. And when you tell people you're hauling watermelons in the snow and ice, they look at you like you're crazy, you know. I'm thinking you're crazy right now. Why? Well, you're not <laughs> hauling watermelons in the snow and ice, are you, Michael? Yeah, I just dropped a load at Publix in Kilo about 30 minutes ago. Who grows watermelons in Adel, Georgia in the wintertime? Uh, they come out of South Florida. I was about to say, you are not growing them in Georgia anywhere that I'm aware of. But South Florida, okay, we'll get down there and have watermelon going down there. <laughs> but what I was what I was wanting to know, uh, we're thinking about doing some grafting yeah. on tomatoes. Yeah, sure. What? Okay, what we're wanting to do is graft, have the top is what they call the beef steak. Yep. What would you do the bottom? Um, You can buy probably is the best place to do this. You can buy online 
what are called the rootstock. And now I want listeners to understand what Michael is proposing to do. And it is done commonly in Asia and in Europe somewhat. They take the rootstock of a tomato that is a very, very vigorous root system. It grows like crazy, very drought resistant, very disease resistant. And they'll graft onto that your own particular variety that you like, like beefsteak or, or better girl or some heirloom that you just think is too weak to really grow in the ground unless it's grafted onto something very, uh, very vigorous. So you have to go online, I think, is the best way to do it, Michael. Go online and just say, need tomato rootstock to graft onto. Right, because, see, you got some stuff that the beefstock's uh, resistant to, and then yeah. your root will be resistant to other yeah. stuff, and yeah. you've got less less involved in it after it's all done, right? That's exactly right. All right. Well, hey, I certainly appreciate you. Oh, but Michael, I got a value-added information for you. I got you something to think about while you're driving up from Adel, Georgia next time. What's that? Eggplants and tomatoes are in the same family. I have seen tomatoes grafted onto eggplants. I want you to try it. Hey, I sure will. And you know, I've got an uncle that's a farmer down here, and he grows strawberries. Yeah, yeah. One of these pick your own deals, sure, you know. Sure. And he's fixing to try what they call a pine berry. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. Tell me more. It's a white strawberry. Where the strawberry's red, it's white, mm. and it tastes just like pineapples. Ooh, we like it. Hey, I'll keep my eye out for it. I'll keep my eye out for it. That'd be like eating pineapple chunks, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Let me know how that uh, grafted on the eggplant goes, Michael. I would love to hear your results. All right, sir. Well, hey, I certainly appreciate your help. Thank you, Michael. Drive safely. We'll see you soon. It's 748. We'll be back after this. He's a dog. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Now I've seen dogs eating pears. One of the happiest cows you'll ever see in your life is a cow eating watermelons. And if dogs like watermelons, well, that's okay by me. Here's a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Unless you are Nanak of the North, today's better be spent indoors. You need to get your big leather jacket with all the fur around it. That'd be good for going outside today. We can expect partly cloudy skies, wind gusts. Ooh, big wind gusts right now. Highs only in the upper 30s by this afternoon. And tonight's clearing skies dropping into the low 20s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. John in Decatur. Let's get this done pretty quick, John. I only have a couple of minutes here. Hey, John. Uh, hey, Walter. Um, a couple of years ago, I got some centipede sod, and yeah. unfortunately, it came with nut grass. Yeah, sure. And I can't get rid of it. And I've sprayed it, and I picked it, which is gratifying, but it, it hasn't worked. And before it becomes spring, I want to see if there's a way I can deal with this stuff. Do you what would what do you spray with it before, John? Just the uh, the little handheld bottles for sedge grass, you know, okay. spray, and that you know that kills the individual plants. But you know, we got things underground working that I can't eradicate. I think you have two choices. <clears throat> One is to get a product called Image for nutgrass. 
but get the hose in sprayer, spray the whole okay. yard. All and right. It really works best if you spray it before it rains because you really need to water it in to get down to those nutgrass tubers. The right. other choice is a chemical called sulfentrazone, and sulfentrazone is in the ortho nutgrass killer, I believe is the name of the product. I think ortho is one who has sulfentrazone. But either one of those products are labeled and can be used to control nutgrass, but they need to be sprayed over the whole lawn, not as a spot spray. And with one, maybe two sprayings, I think they have a label restriction on how often you can do it in a year. But you'll get rid of the nutgrass. Either one will do pretty well for you. And what time of year should I do that? As soon as it is nice and warm. Well, actually, you can do it when it's getting warm. So let's do it at the end of March, somewhere in there, first of April. Thanks for calling, John. we got to get out of here. Back after news. Mm-hmm.